This week on The Swear Wolves, we discuss the 1998 found footage film, The Last Broadcast. Werewolves. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Hello, Brett. <laughs> I adjusted my chair. <laughs> you had to adjust yourself up, David. It is um, well. It's February. Yes, it's February now. You're going to be going to Days of the Dead this weekend. That is correct. Yeah, Friday, uh, February seventeenth. I'll be there, like in Las Vegas, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and then I'm leaving the next day. So. Oh, real quick. You're spending the night. Yeah. Are you just going yourself? As of right now. Yeah, just me. Oh, look at that. If anybody wants to accompany David, well, <laughs> I mean, not accompany him. No, you want to meet up. <laughs> you want to ride in a car? Say hi. <laughs> ride with me. Uh, yeah. I am driving because uh, I got the, the Halloween pinball machine uh, back glass that I'm going to get signed by a couple oh, yeah, people from Halloween. Right. So. No flying. Sorry, Charles Cyphers? Yeah, Charles Cyphers and Nancy Loomis. Nancy Loomis. I still like toy with in my head with the idea of uh, getting the uh, Halloween pinball machine, but as of yet, I haven't pulled the trigger. <laughs> it's so good. Part of the reason is, is David, have you done your taxes yet this year? No. Well, by the time this comes out, I will probably, I'm an early tax guy because I always get yeah. money back. I'm an immediate tax doer. Yeah. Like, I have to figure out my taxes, whether I owe or whether I get money back, I want to know right as soon as possible. I don't want to put it off. Yeah, knock on wood, I've so, never had to pay. I usually get a, a little bit back, so I, I like to get it for that reason. Give me my money, Uncle Sam. Well, I owed this year. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. I owed the feds. I owed the state of Pennsylvania, but the state of Arizona owed me. Nice. So, because Is I lived in two different places. Yeah. Uh, it was slightly in my favor. Nice. That's good. So, yeah. But next year I was telling my wife, I was like, God, I gotta adjust. I gotta adjust. I, okay. So like when you're, when they take deductions from your paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. Do you claim one or do you claim zero? Zero. See, I I claim one currently. I think I'm going to bump it down to zero. Yeah. So they take more. Cause I, I, I know it's like counter. I get what you're saying. Like Like, they say it's better to either come out even or oh, slightly. Um, Yeah. But I don't you're not look getting at, interest on that money. Exactly. But I still kind of look at it as like a forced savings account, which I know yes. is not the right way to look at it, but it is it is nice. I like getting that check. Yeah. Because then I'll, because yeah, usually rather, what I do is I'll take whatever that money is and I'll buy, I'll usually treat myself. Like I'll buy myself something yeah. that I probably wouldn't have bought myself otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I think I'm going to do uh, for this next year is have them take out more money in taxes because whatever. And you know what? Everybody's like, well, you're not getting paid interest. Okay. What? That, that half a percent of interest that I would have gotten. Exactly. You're not going to get shit. I would have saved that money anyway. (laughs) I would have fucking pissed that money away on some stupid bullshit. Yep. 
but I do have I am I, I, I got my taxes done. I got my uh, W2s in the mail. Um, and, yeah, I'm still uh, waiting on one piece of uh, mail that I need to get to do my taxes. And yeah. once I have that, the second I get it, I'll I'll do them. What I had to do this year, though, that I've never had to do was local taxes. Oh, interesting. My borough is a borough I live in. <laughs> my borough. Uh, has local taxes and they sent me a notice and I was like, oh fuck, I got to do local taxes too. So I have feds, I have state and I have local taxes. Wow. Interesting. I know it's unbelievable. They get you coming, they get you going. What a bunch of bullshit. Taxes are a big thing in Pennsylvania. Like, like, do you know what, um, you, cause in, in Phoenix, like we have sales tax, right? Mm -hmm. Like local sales tax is different depending on where you go. Do you know what your local sales tax rate is? No, I can't remember. Do you know any tax rates? No. In like, <laughs> do you know what the state tax rate is? No. Okay. You just pay it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Numerous occasions. I've had people come over to the house. I've had like a landscaper come over to help me out with some stuff. I had this other guy come over. Uh, I forget what it was. Maybe a plumber or some shit. You know, all those problems yeah. I had at the beginning of the uh, time that I lived here. But, um, numerous occasions, these guys have been like, Oh, it's a nice neighborhood here. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, what are your taxes like? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, what? Like how much do you pay in taxes? I'm like, people love talking about taxes know. here specifically <laughs> in Pennsylvania, where I live, everybody's talking about taxes. Oh, the taxes are so high where I live up in blah, blah, blah. What are your taxes here? And I'm like, I, I don't know, dude. I just pay them. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they send me a bill. I pay it. Yeah, I have no I idea what, what the taxes are. They all bitch because their taxes got raised, I guess, uh, recently under the most recent bitches. administration in Pennsylvania. So they ain't going down anytime soon, I'll tell you that. No. Uh, speaking of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is right next door to another state. <laughs> it is indeed. Good segue. New, New Jersey. Oh, you got the New Jersey Devils uh, beanie going. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah, look at me. I, I just got this for Christmas. My wife got this for me. If I had a hockey team, my hockey team would be the New Jersey Devils. That's cool. In fact, I used to follow them a, little, a lot more closely. Um, the only reason why I uh, gravitated towards the Jersey Devils was because of Kevin Smith. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Yeah. He's from New Jersey. And uh, um, the, the show Comic Book Man, Walt Flanagan, uh, was a big Devils fan. And so I was just like, well, that's going to be my team. I always like to pick a team and say like, oh, that's my team. Even though like for European or uh, English Premier League soccer. Oh, you got a team? Uh, my team is Manchester City. I couldn't tell you any teams other than like Manchester United. Fuck Manchester United. <laughs> my favorite team is whichever one Ted Lasso coaches. I like that. <laughs> there's, there's Chelsea. There's, oh, yeah. Uh, I've heard of that. I'm sure I've heard um, of several. I mean, there's tons. I mean, whatever. I'm an Arizona guy, like born and raised. So all my teams are, are Arizona. So Losers. I'm just perpetually miserable because they all suck, yes. <laughs> including our hockey team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jersey Devils. The movie that I picked this week is a movie about the Jersey Devil. Ah. The last broadcast. Had you ever seen this movie before? Nope, I had never heard of it. Actually, that's not true. Never I think I did hear of it because I think we may have touched on it briefly in our Blair Witch episode. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, I might have talked about it. Or maybe we it. talked off oh. mic. I don't know. But yeah, I had yeah. heard of it, but I, I had kind of forgotten. Never saw it. Yeah. And this is a movie I saw back probably around 2000. Mm. So right after Blair Witch came out, 
I was introduced to this movie, although this movie came out first right. by a little bit. But uh, we can get right into it, I guess. Let's do it. The last broadcast came out in 1998. The release date was October 23rd, 1998. David, were you a senior in high school? I was. Wait, yes. I would have yeah. been a senior. You had just started your senior year. Yep. Let's flash back to that time. Okay. Yep. All right, David. It's your senior year. It's fall. You rule the school, right? You're walking down the hall. Everybody's like, oh, hey, there's Dave. Senior. Dave. What's yeah. up, Dave? <laughs> You're knocking books out of nerds' hands. <laughs> Giving wedgies. <laughs> yep. Shoving kids in lockers. All yep. right. You go to the movie theater. Yeah. What, did what I see? movie are you seeing? I think I feel kind of good about this one, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. October 23rd, right? Yep. All right. I'm going with a movie that I saw in the theater with my mm-hmm. high school friends. I'm going Halloween H2O. It's a good guess. It's incorrect. God. But it's a good guess. Didn't Halloween H2O? Halloween H2O, I don't think it came out in the fall, did it? I don't know. I thought you were going to say it didn't come out in 98. It's like, Brett, it was 20 years later. It absolutely came out in 98. <laughs> it might yeah, have been, maybe it was a I, summer movie. I think it was. But I, think I did that see was it with the, uh, with several friends. I think that was one of the things about it was that it came out. Um, yeah, it came out in July. Uh, it came out in August. That's dumb. August I hate when they do that. 98. Put that shit out around Halloween, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because the movie wasn't that good. <laughs> we still got to do that one at some point. I will say, without spoiling uh, what I think about that movie, yeah. um, I really, really liked it when it came out. Like when I saw it in the theater, when I walked out, I was like, fuck yeah, Michael Myers is back. I had the same reaction. Had the same reaction when I saw it. And I will spoil it. My reaction is not that same way anymore. I, yeah. I won't tell you what my Mine rating would be. Mine has changed. And it's, yeah, the praise <laughs> is not is, as high uh, for sure. No. Especially because there's been better Halloween movies since yeah. then. You know, regardless of what you think of the most recent trilogy of Halloween films, the um, uh, the Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, or Halloween Ends, all three of those are better than Halloween H2O. Hands down. Yeah, uh, I don't care. <laughs> I, you can you can tell me you don't like Corey from Halloween Ends, and I'll tell you to fuck off because that <laughs> that trilogy of movies is better than than H two O. Yep, and we all know Resurrection sucks. Okay, <laughs> so uh, oh, and also we got, I guess we got Rob Zombie's Halloween movies, which are better than Halloween H two O. Also, yep. But in nineteen ninety eight, you're absolutely correct, David. It had been twenty years since Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, not 20. It had been since Halloween 2 since Jamie Lee Curtis had donned the role of Laurie Strode and to see her back in it. Plus, it was Kevin Williamson. Didn't he help write that script or some shit? Yeah, he was hot so. off of Scream and Scream 2 at that time. Janet Lee was in summer. it. Yeah. LL Cool J. Direct, it was directed by, uh, what's his name, uh, from uh, Steve Miner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, had a lot going yeah, for it. Yeah, LL Cool J. Uh, but that wasn't the number one movie. Uh, the number one movie was a movie I did see in the theater, and I'll tell you about my experience with this movie um, uh, in just a second. But uh, it's a little movie called Pleasantville. Oh, okay. I did not see that in the theater. Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. And Don Knotts. Um, I saw that movie in the theater, and when I went to see it, they had the... Um, I don't know what happened. The, the projectionist fucked up. And the aspect ratio was scrunched. Yeah. So everybody looked really squat and fat. And you could see the boom mic in every shot. Oh, that sucks. And that's, 
And I was like, wow, that's really weird. Like I can see the boom mic in every fucking shot. That's when I realized that the boom mic is in every shot in these movies. It's just cut off due to the yeah, aspect ratio. It wasn't that cropped correctly. Yeah. Interesting. It wasn't cropped correctly on the, the camera somehow huh. stretched it out so you could see the boom mic. <laughs> so it's weird. They offered to give us our money back. Um, I think they ended up fixing it about halfway through, but we just sat there and watched it. Yeah, I, I actually really liked that movie. I think I saw it once shortly after it came out. I don't really remember a whole lot about it, but I remember liking it. I remember that movie like was very like, um, I, visually I was it was cool at the time. Yeah. It was very inspiring to me, um, at the time because I was living in LA and I wanted to, I was working on a, I was writing a screenplay and I was like, Uh, And it was like a fantasy type screenplay. And this was a fantasy type movie. And I was like, oh, you can write stuff like this. You can write something that's totally fucking bonkers, obscure and bonkers. And, and, and it can make sense. And so uh, I remember really liking that enough about me enough about Pleasantville. What was the number one song? What were you listening to David? You're driving in your, what kind (laughs) of car did you have? Uh, I had at this time a 66 Mustang. Oh, Look at David. Oh, I had a 66 Mustang. Meanwhile, I was rolling around. My senior year, I had an 87 fucking, what was it? Like a Tercel or something? No. What was I rolling around in? An 87 Plymouth Sundance. Ooh. Fancy, fancy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was 1995, and I was driving an 87 Sundance. (laughs) (laughs) My parents bought for like $500 probably. (laughs) Fucking Um, thing. I picked a song that I would not have been a fan, and I'm still not a fan of, but was wildly popular in 1998. Uh, I'm going with Iris by Goo Goo Dolls. And I'd give up forever to touch you. (laughs) And I know that you feel me. Remember the video? That's from the movie. Oh, yeah, from uh, City City of Angels. Angels. He's like looking through the little little telescope or whatever. Yeah. And I don't want the world to see me. Fucking Johnny Resnick. Okay. <laughs> Man, that guy hit a wall and slid all the way down. Dude, did you um, ever hear like old Goo Goo Dolls music before they became popular? It was like punk. No. It sounds completely was different. It? Yeah. They it's can, like a they Sugar totally Ray. Do you oh, yeah, yeah. Like old Sugar Ray stuff was a lot heavier. Yeah. No, and then they got their one hit, or they got their first hit, and they're like, well, th- we just do this now. We just write <laughs> these kind of songs. <laughs> yep. Um, no, this was another band that was hugely popular. I really like this band. I'm a big fan of this band, always have been, and uh, always will be. Their name is unfortunate, especially in the internet age, because you can't really oh. Google them when you're at work. Okay. I think I know what song it is. What is, is it? it? One Week by Bare Naked Ladies? That is correct. I almost guessed that song. Yeah. So that was when I was first introduced to them. I was uh, probably late <laughs> to the Bare Naked Ladies train. I'm not Canadian, so I didn't get them uh, before you everybody Googled else. Your mom's but, like, Brett, Brett, what is this? Like, it's just music. <laughs> also, I was looking at breasts on, on the internet. I'm sorry. I'm a teen- <laughs> I was listening to a song while I was jerking off of a picture of Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> um, Why don't you know? Yeah, one... One one week by uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, Ed from uh, Ed Robertson from uh, Oh yeah, Bare Naked big Ladies. pinball big guy, pin, big pinball guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a pinhead. Lives up there in Toronto, I believe. Ah, which is only about four hours away from me. Go so. say hi. I'm going to say hi the next time I see him, which will be the first yeah, time. Yeah, when you I ever see, him, see him, tell him I said hi. Also, he'll know what it means. I will. Yeah, I will. I'll be like David says hi. Go, like, oh, oh, okay, cool man. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> Last broadcast, written by Stefan 
Avalos and Lance Wheeler, directed by Stefan Avalos and Lance Wheeler. Music by Stefan Avalos and A.D. Rosso. Oh, yeah, not Lance Wheeler. But it was produced by Stefan Avalos. Is it Stefan or Steven? I don't know. It looks like Stefan. Yeah, Uh, produced by Stefan Avalos and Lance Wheeler. This movie stars David Beard as uh, David Lee, the filmmaker. James Seward as James. Everybody's name, first name, is their first name in the movie. Uh, There's Steven and Locus, who are the hosts of this show called Factor Fiction. And there's Ryan, and there's James, and there's David. Those are the only people you need to know. The runtime of this movie is 86 minutes. The budget for this movie... Do you have any guess what the budget for this movie was? I think I don't. I don't remember, but I, I think I know it. But because I think I saw it, was it ninety thousand dollars? No, it was nine hundred dollars. Oh yeah, 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 nine hundred dollars. That's insane. <laughs> nine hundred dollars. What do you think it made uh, worldwide for the box office? What do you think it made? I want to guess not much because I had not heard of this movie until you told me about it, uh, and I was pretty plugged into movies that came out as a. 18 year old boy uh i'm gonna mm. say two million he made four million dollars worldwide off of Good a for 900 dollar budget got a couple of facts for you on this movie i just got a few facts but then i got something kind of fun that i wanted to share with you uh so this was uh, um, the last broadcast was dubbed the first quote unquote desktop feature film. Mm. It was the first film to be filmed, edited, and screened entirely digitally. Interesting. They didn't use any film whatsoever. Now, it was filmed digitally. It was edited using um, Adobe Premiere, I think. Okay. Uh, so it was all done on computers. Which was, nowadays we think about it and we're like, oh, well, duh. So it's all yeah, done. You can edit anything. You can film a, a movie. I think, um, what's his name? <sighs> he works with Leonardo DiCaprio all the time. Director. Uh, Christopher Nolan? The Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan. I think Christopher Nolan filmed a feature film on an iPhone. That's pretty cool. Nowadays, in 2023, it's like, yeah, of course. And we can edit it on our MacBooks that don't cost hardly anything. But back in the late 90s. State to of the film art. it on a camcorder and edit it that was groundbreaking that was unheard of um they had an uh, like we talked about they had a 900 dollars budget 600 dollars of it was allocated for the production while 240 of it was utilized for the digital video stock and 20 hours of tape hmm. that's impressive at 12 dollars each <laughs> the premiere screening was released digitally to cinemas across the u.s via satellite and shown using uh dlp digital cinema projectors hmm. So they could only go in certain theaters, actually, that yeah. had the capability of doing that. It's still pretty cool. So I thought that was, thought that was interesting. So this movie is about kind of the Jersey Devil, but I wanted to look up the cryptozoological creatures Ooh. from each state ah. in the United States and see what what creature they're most famous for. We all know Bigfoot, right? Yeah. And Jersey Devil is pretty popular as well. But what about Alabama? What do you think? I'm not going to go through all the states. I just picked the ones that I thought were the best. <laughs> Alabama. Uh, maybe some sort of alligator or snake creature? Well, I don't know what it is, but I know the name of it. So I'll just uh-huh. tell you the name. The name of the Alabama one is White Thang. White Fang or White Thang? <laughs> White Thang. T-H-A-N-G. White Thang. <laughs> That's what I call my dick. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I go down to Alabama, I'm gonna get arrested. Why? Because I got that white, white thang. thang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Arizona, do you know what Arizona's is? I would guess the chupacabra. Yeah, no, chupacabra is uh, Texas. Oh. <laughs> Arizona. I lived in Arizona. You've lived in Arizona your whole life. I, answer me if you've ever heard of the. Oh wait, Mogollon. is the Mogollon, the Mogollon monster? Oh yeah, Mogollon? yeah, 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 yeah. He's like a Bigfoot. What the fuck is the? It's a Sasquatch. It's Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. Damn it! I should have said that. Well, you didn't. I did lost. <laughs> uh, Arkansas, Arkansas. I thought this was funny. Its monster's name is the Fook Monster. Whoa! <laughs> Fook, Fook you, Fook Monster. California has Tahoe Tessie. Which sounds like a stripper. Uh, like, yes. uh, next up on the stage, uh, Tahoe Tessie. And speaking of strippers, Connecticut has melon heads. <laughs> Big tit monster. <laughs> Georgia. I thought this was funny because uh, we have a lot of listeners in Georgia yeah, also. Yeah. So I thought I would, uh, they, I, maybe they can tell us what this is about. If, if any of these monsters, if you know anything about these monsters, you should contact us and uh, you can contact us however you want to contact us, but uh, let us know. But uh, Georgia, Ultimahaha. <laughs> Ultimahaha. That's like the best joke. That was the Ultimahaha. <laughs> the, the greatest dick joke ever told. <laughs> Uh, Idaho. I thought this was funny. Its name is just Charlie. He's a fucking big ass potato. <laughs> Not Charlie with a C. Charlie with an S. Oh. Kansas has sinkhole Sam. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call my butthole. <laughs> uh, Maine. I wouldn't not think this, but there's this called Specter Moose. Specter Moose. It should be Inspector Moose. It's like a Moose. detective. Like, the He's like, yeah. Hey, I'm Specter Moose. I was hoping it'd be a giant lobster. <laughs> yeah, should be like fucking a fucking pinchy. Lobster. Missouri. There's this called Momo. Fucking Momo. <laughs> uh, Nevada just stole California's. They're like, we're Tahoe Tessie also. Mm, like we share. <laughs> it's like, it's a, yeah, they, yeah, we share that. Link. Come on. It should be called like the Reno renovator or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Tahoe Tessie. North Carolina has a good one. The beast of, Bladenboro, which I thought sounded like something from fucking Ireland. The beast of Bladenboro. The, the Bladenboro. <laughs> the Bladenboro beast came in. <laughs> but no, it's North Carolina, so it's all, y'all see the beast of Bladenboro? I'm <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina. Sorry, Eric. Uh, <laughs> North Dakota. A- North Dakota's is just called Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Which isn't that a name of an alcohol? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a really cheap alcohol. It's Thunderbird. <laughs> what's uh, what's Pennsylvania? What do you got? Pennsylvania, the squonk, the fucking squonk, the squonk. And so I looked up what the squonk was, and it's just this fucking creature that has like tons of warts and is really ugly, and it never wants to be seen because it's so fucking ugly. And if it does get seen, it it cries, and it dissolves itself in its tears. It's a little baby <laughs> dissolves <laughs> its own yeah, tears. Pens- See squonk. Oh, little squonk. <laughs> I was thinking like a skunk that maybe honks like a goose. No, it's not. It's not a fucking duck-billed platypus. It's a fucking squonk, all right? And uh, Genesis actually wrote a song about the fucking squonk. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's on one of their Is it a Peter Gabriel albums. song or is it a Phil Collins one? Uh, yeah, I think it's Peter Gabriel. Genesis. I'll check. It's I'll one of seek it out. Genesis songs. Uh, just a couple more here that I thought were good. Um, Oklahoma has the Oklahoma octopus. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Oh, Rhode Island, Vampire Mercy Brown. Not that it's like a band's name, like Vampire Mercy Brown. Like doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but this is a this is a better band name. Uh, South Carolina has the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. Maybe that's not a good band name, but that's a good like song title. Yeah. Oh, he's the it's like with a with a fucking banjo. Oh, he's the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. <laughs> He comes to me when I clap and stomp. Oh, well he done. He fucked me in my butthole. <laughs> he fucking called it Sinkle Sam. He grabbed me by my testicles and grabbed me by my hips. Oh, he's the lizard man of Skateboard Swamp. Copyright. That's a hit. Swearwolves. Uh, Virginia, Snallygaster. <laughs> and then, of course, Washington is Bigfoot, and West Virginia is the Mothman. So... Yeah, Mothman's a pretty big one, too. Yeah, Mothman guess, Prophecies. Right? Yeah. So those were just the ones that I was able to find. I uh, thought that was kind of interesting. Yes. I had never heard of the Mogollion monster. <laughs> Mogollion. Mogollion. Mogollion monster. Those are the Mogollion Mountains, right? Yeah. Yeah, up north. Yeah. Yeah, is that where the Mogollion monster lives? I think so. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's where he, that's his domain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're out of here sasquatch That's where he makes his residence and takes his shits this movie is a found footage movie and i know you're not really the biggest fan that is correct <laughs> i usually do not like these kinds of movies uh, but uh like i said i had seen this movie back in 2000 it was a movie that i thought we should uh review and i saw that it was on shutter i already pay for shutter so why not not have to pay for any extra movie just makes so, sense it's a documentary that, or it's a mockumentary, basically, uh, that deals with this guy. His name is David, and he's investigating the factor fiction crew murders. murders. So, basic story here. There's a cable, local cable access show. Did you ever watch cable access? Mm, maybe a little bit. Not Not much. I remember it was kind of like a big deal after, especially after Wayne's, Wayne's World, World yeah. was popular. That's, I think that's around the time I watched some of that stuff. And then I was like, yeah. oh, this is all shit. I mean, YouTube is basically cable access right. now, right? Yeah, yeah. But before YouTube, folks, I, yes, there was a world before YouTube. Cable access was where you could go. And I, my, me and my friend in high school, we actually went to our local cable public access channel. Mm-hmm. And had to do a, an introduction class because we wanted to put our own show on. And it was going to be basically two guys talking nonsense. <laughs> well, well, but, well. Um, <laughs> not, nothing has changed dream since realized. I was in high school. Um, but we went there. Madison, Wisconsin. We went there and had to, it took a tour of the facilities. And they were like, okay, this is what you need to submit. It's owned by the public. So they have to just... I mean, as long as you're not putting like dicks gotta, and boobs, <laughs> you got to deal with it. You just got to sneak a dick into into a frame of every episode, <laughs> um, like we do. <laughs> cable access was a uh, was a was a big deal. So uh, these guys uh, have a show on cable access called Factor Fiction, and I guess they investigate like paranormal stuff. It seems like they're just a bunch of they're just a couple of douchebags, uh, pretty much. And one of them, the Steven guy, is is like the bigger douchebag. He's like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be big. We're, We're gonna, gonna be, be famous." And the other guy, yeah. And the other guy's like, "Whatever." He's yeah, just and that's doing our Lucas character. He just wants to have a good time, I think. Yeah. 
and they their show is dealing with like like i said like unsolved Folk, yeah folklore or, kind of stuff and they're in, investigating it but they they have people they invite people to the set and then they start also um allowing people to chat through an irc which is a internet relay chat or something yeah, i forget what it. it stands for yeah internet relay chat and that was back when the internet first started we didn't have uh chat rooms per se you would go to these ircs and you'd have like a local irc and you could like log into whatever i guess it is a chat room and you could live chat with people and that's what they started for their show and so people instead of calling in could just type in and one day somebody types in you should do a show on the jersey devil now you would think that a couple of boneheads from jersey like have a show about the supernatural that's like their first they would have already covered that i thought that too yeah but they're like whoa that's, That's a, a great, great idea. idea. This is why their show hasn't taken off. Like, come on. They're, they're <laughs> yeah, ignoring they the low hanging fruit. Yeah. So they're like, what we're going to do is they have, they have big dreams here. The Steven guy, he wants to live stream it. Okay. We're talking 1997 here. Well, and this takes place in 95. Okay. We're talking 1995. Even in 2023, you and I have to do this show remotely and we have fucking problems all the time with the <laughs> yeah, internet. Almost every time with whatever right 1995 i remember this was 1999 i remember getting uh the uh the preview for star wars episode one the phantom menace was going to hit the internet and my friend and i gathered around my roommate's laptop and we downloaded it and it would play for like two <laughs> yes, seconds and, and it then would it would buffer. freeze buffering yep buffer <laughs> and then it would just freeze on an image and i would just hear the the whatever the hear it yeah which is what happens to us sometimes when we're talking on camera <laughs> yeah exactly so the fact of the matter that they're going to in 1995 live stream something from the fucking middle of the pine barrens there's no wi-fi <laughs> how are they getting this uh, yeah pretty ambitious ambitious and unrealistic and why bother like just record it and do it the normal way yeah there's that and also it's like you guys realize you're a local cable access show in New Jersey. You're yeah, not do like you have a shit ton of, CBS. of viewers who are just chomping at the bit to live chat or watch it as it happens? Yeah, that'd be like that'd be like us doing something like that. Yeah, it would just be <laughs> us know, talking. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, us talking, and maybe someone someone pops in for a second. We're like, oh this. hi, so and so, and they go <laughs> and they close it, and then they're gone again. Like, oh well, fuck. Scared exactly. them. Scared another one away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly so they're like oh this is a great idea so they're gonna recruit some people they recruit this guy named ryan who's a sound man who can record paranormal they don't really delve deep into this they guy don't but much. i took they it as say, like oh, he's, he's like an evp guy kind of thing i guess yeah which is bullshit i fucking hate that stuff mm-hmm. um and this guy named jim seward who uh, claims to be a psychic now they do delve deep into jim yes because Spoiler alert. Well, it's, it's not really a spoiler. spoiler. They, they, they say it right at the very beginning of the movie. Three of these guys die or well, one of the guy is missing. The other two are found dead and Jim's the only survivor. Yeah. And he was arrested. So Jim gets arrested. Right. And he gets uh, tried, convicted, put in jail for two consecutive life sentences and then dies in jail. Mysteriously like, within a year. Yep. So Jim is the focus of kind of the documentary on his innocence time out here real quick during about this time in the world 
uh, there was documentaries showing up. One of them on HBO was um, a documentary called Paradise Lost. Did you ever see that documentary? No, but I, I've heard of it. That's about the um, West Memphis Three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That documentary was coming out, and I was uh, I liked watching documentaries, like real documentaries, right? Not found footage horror films, but real documentaries. And West this uh, Paradise Lost. Uh, one was one of the ones that I really liked. And so a documentary about kind of proving their innocence mm-hmm. is what the Paradise Lost series uh, came to be. This is kind of like, I don't want to say imitating that because it was a separate thing, but it was kind of along those same, same lines. concept, like, like this the, person trying to prove his innocence. Cause yeah, the filmmaker doesn't yes. think that Jim did it. Exactly. So the filmmaker is like, uh, looking for different things and finding different clues and all this other kind of shit. But while he's filming his documentary on what happened, and interviewing all these different people from uh, Jim's psychologist to which is which was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> that, that psychologist was so unprofessional. Yeah, like, his feet up on the he desk. Had his feet kicked. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was yeah, weird was too. Like, this guy's a, the worst psychologist. Um, uh, to a director that they hired, this director guy with his shades on and his fucking long hair. <laughs> the guy was. Uh, he looked like James awesome. Spader with like a little bit of like a Edgar Winter kind of just a very strange look. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they, they interview all these people in the midst of this, the gym guy dies in jail under mysterious circumstances. Right after he dies, the filmmaker, David, who's making his documentary gets sent a box and inside the box is, um, videotape. And it's like just like, torn out. yeah, all ripped out. It's just loose tape, not in a cassette or anything. And it's kind of mangled and destroyed, uh, too. It's, it's damaged. Yeah. It's damaged. And he finds this this woman, uh, Michelle, or Shelly, who's a data retrieval expert. And he gives her the tape, and she's going to basically put it into the computer and digitize all of it. Yeah, to restore and it. Enhance, yeah, enhance, enhance, enhance. Enhance. Sharpen image. <laughs> Zoom. You tighter. <laughs> uh, she's going to work on that. And kind of piece it all together and figure out what happened. Because what it is, is it's the missing tape that the cops never could find. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Maybe this has a clue as to who or what uh, killed these guys. Or is Jim innocent? David comes to the conclusion that the cops basically pinned everything on Jim because they didn't really have a lot of evidence and they just needed a scapegoat. Yeah. And so uh, they, they, they put together, they fancy edited all the footage that they did have to show this gym guy being very violent. Yeah. There's a time where he shoves one of them and yells uh, something at him. Like you're, I'll see you back I'll at camp. You, I'll see you back at camp. And then he runs away. <laughs> I was like, what a little pussy. But the other stupid thing was, and, and the, the guy even says it because they show like the extended <laughs> clip. Uh, the guy goes, what does he mean camp? We haven't even set up camp yeah. yet. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> yeah, and they said the up. reason why they were. Oh, good. I was gonna say the reason why they were kind of pissed off at the gym guy, um, and this is uh, Locus, Stephen, and Ryan, because he had said like, "Oh, I'll take you out to the Pine Barrens, and I'll show you. We're gonna find the Jersey Devil, right?" Cause yeah, because I'm psychic. I got, and I'll I'll pick up on his psychic on his scent. scent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
he's leading them around in circles. And so that Ryan guy is like, uh, are you a psychic or a psycho? And he like pushes him. And then he's like, I'll see you back at camp. And then he just runs away. <laughs> and he's never to be seen from again. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? You're just, just tell him to like, he clearly wasn't a psychic. Okay. He was just doing this. I don't know why he was doing it. Maybe he did think he had psychic powers or whatever, but at what point do you just go, eh, we should just camp here. This is where we'll see the Jersey devil. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Maybe he really he thought that they were going to find something, but yeah, we find out uh, that uh, Jim dabbles in magic. So he's like an amateur magician. So he convinces them that he's a psychic by doing some tricks. Like, oh, like they have one where he, like he's reading, like they hold up a card and he tells them what it is. And then he does another one. Like, no, like a date appears in his arm and it's the date that they're going to go out to the woods, like little things like that. And they're like, Oh yeah. Which both of those tricks, easiest tricks in the world. I'm, I myself am a little bit of an amateur magician, <laughs> very little, but I know how I, I, I'm the worst person to watch like magic shows with. Cause I'll go, this is how this is done. I do it too. I always watch their hands like, Oh, there's, there's the switch. Like it happened right <laughs> there. But see, I know enough about magic to know how all these tricks are done. Well, Mostly I mean, except for the really good ones, right? Like, like really good magicians. I'm like, I don't know how the fuck he did it. But like the putzes you see like on YouTube, I'm like, that's how that's done. Right. <laughs> but like David Copperfield, I don't know how the fuck he does. I don't know how he flies. <laughs> yeah, magic. How do, you do that shit. <laughs> I know how we walk through the Great Wall of China. Dude, when I was a kid and David Copperfield walked through the Great Wall of China, I was like, you shit your this pants. is the most goddamn amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I wanted to be David Copperfield. My parents took me to see David Copperfield. Oh, that's cool. It was glorious. And he walked through, not the Great Wall of China, because they couldn't bring that into the stage. He walked through you. But he walked, he walked through a wall on stage. And I was like, this is just as good. Like, holy shit. It was awesome. Anyway. Yes. So this guy, Jim, he's a, he's a amateur magician and a, a, a psychic. I don't know. Do you believe in psychic? No, absolutely. Phenomena. Not. Okay. I think Good. some people are intuitive and pick up on things that doesn't make one psychic. Yes. I think intuition is a, is a, I was just talking to my wife about this. Not that long ago. I think that people can be, there's uh, em, empaths. Yes. Where you can read people. people yeah. Yes. That are very attuned to other people and they have the ability to know stuff about somebody. I think empathy and empaths are a very good thing. And the levels of that, that people have uh, our good friends, the um, radical sex witches had an empath on their uh, hmm. podcast one time and they were talking uh, to them. And I think even Le Leah is uh, an, an uh, sort of an empath and i believe in that kind of stuff because yeah, it's too. not it's not far-fetched to say i can get vibes off of you yeah no i what's far-fetched to go believe in that stuff yeah the psychic okay. thing like i know what you're thinking or i know what's going to happen like predicting the future yes. type stuff unless it's predictive no. of behavior that's different but like Oh, there's going to be... But to know where your keys are, to be like, uh, the keys are right over there in the third drawer. No, that's a magic yeah, trick. Uh, that's horseshit. Yeah, I don't believe in that at all. And you know why I don't believe in that? Because psychics die in car accidents and shit. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? Like, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to get in my car today. And, and, and say, well, we can't turn our powers on and off, David. Horseshit. Well, you can when there's money involved, it seems. Yeah, except for when there's the lottery, because I've never heard yeah, of a psychic oh, who's like, I've won, it's so I've won fuzzy. eight lotteries. <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, fuck I off. I can only use my power for good. The hell you or do. Or like that Sylvia Brown bitch. <laughs> One time, do you remember Sylvia Brown? <laughs> she's also Brown? dead, yeah. Yeah, she's dead, but she was, she was still a bitch. I don't care. <laughs> fuck her. Uh, if there's a hell, she's in it. Because she fucking would say stuff like, um, this person was looking for their daughter, their missing daughter, and she's like, she's dead. You're going to find her body in the, the East River or whatever it was. Uh, guess what? She was the alive. The daughter wasn't dead. She was still fucking alive. Oh, and they shit. ended up finding her. I don't know where. Yeah. On those uh, shows, they're always like, yeah, I'm picturing a... Um a man like oh i have a daughter is a girl yeah definitely a girl <laughs> and she had a name that like rhymes with something right yeah, yeah. she did no her name was orange <laughs> she goes fuck <laughs> she was I'm really bad at this uh, oh uh, john edward is another one not the politician he's a piece of shit too but john edward the psychic another piece oh, of shit that uh, guy's the john- worst the absolute worst. John Edward, he's like, uh, uh, I'm seeing an M. An M? Is there an M or an N? Something? Uh, maybe it could be an A or a V. Yeah. It's like, what? What is it, dude? <laughs> Just tell me what it is. Like, why do I have to tell you everything? <laughs> yeah. You're seeing an M, an N, an A, or a V. Something with a point. That's like most letters in the alphabet. Yeah. He's like, oh, it could be uh, this person named Matt. Yes. And Matt is someone you know, <laughs> right? Yes, I do know him. Matthew? I know a guy named Matthew. Yeah ridiculous and then, and then they tell him like yeah it's all it's all a game anyway getting back to this fucking movie it doesn't it doesn't matter it's, it's a sidebar uh they all die <laughs> she's oh uh, now it's like real time right and so david's doing his documentary and she's still piecing together she's like i'm gonna find the killer because i believe the killer's face is on here we'll see the killer's face on this tape goes to david and he's like shelly just called me she's found the last piece it's rendering right now yeah because we did see earlier a clip of when the it happens like we see someone's like oh shit and like starts running and there's just like a lot of camera Mm. shaking and commotion and then there's a spot where there's Mm. a gap and she's like i think in that gap we're gonna see who it is yep and she's got it and it's rendering and it's just about to finish the render and david's gonna meet shelly at her um yeah And another reason why David doesn't think that uh, Jim did it is like, when you look at the face, like w- the part where the guy's like, oh shit. And he's right before he starts running, he's like, it's the face of someone not recognizing who they're they, looking at. Like it's a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. If it was someone that they knew, if it was Jim, it, they would be his, like, it would have oh. made a different face. They'd have been like, Jim, what are you doing? But that's not what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hey, how's it going? This is when the film changes. Yes. And it shifts to third person perspective like a regular traditional film and david walks in and uh shelly finishes rendering and it's david's face yep and she turns around and she's like oh and she's she like smacks him or something they get into a fight and he proceeds to suffocate her because she's got like a fucking dexter kill room (laughs) yeah she's got plastic hanging everywhere (laughs) maybe she's doing some work in the like uh construction work or something but uh anyway (laughs) there's plastic hanging everywhere and he suffocates her with it takes a while too like like it would in real life twice it's it's sad it's kind of hard to watch like oh i feel so bad for this woman yeah i was wondering about that too i was like this woman didn't get paid anything yeah you hired me motherfucker like come on <laughs> yeah uh no the oh, actress. I mean the actress. about the actress yeah like how like she had to trust these people like because yeah. if someone please was like, don't yeah, actually just, suffocate uh, me <laughs> yeah, no shit right if i start hitting you that means stop <laughs> 
he loads her body into the car and he drives out to the woods and dumps her body and he starts beginning to record himself narrating a segment of his documentary that we've already seen yeah and that's the end of the movie yep I'm going to let you go first because you had never seen this movie before, and this was your first experience with it, and I want to get your thoughts. Yeah. Um, and you said earlier, I'm generally not a fan of these types of movies, and a big part of it is because in real life, you would stop filming at some point. It's the filming of everything. <laughs> and these movies always yeah. have lots of things that have nothing to do with anything. Like It's just like, oh, here's yeah. a scene of them just randomly talking, and here they are walking in the woods. Here's another scene of them walking in the woods. Did you like seeing them talk earlier? Because they're going to talk here too. But none of it's actually going to advance the story. There's just a lot of filler. Yeah, show us, and, and, and that goes back to like Blair Witch, right? Yeah. Blair Witch, you could have cut out 90% of that movie and yeah. it would have still been effective. If it was real. If it was real, right? In this movie, you know, it jumps around between like the documentary, the people making it, the murder. But I thought that it actually did that pretty well. I thought it mm-hmm. was stitched together as a as a narrative. It still worked, but I just thought there was a lot of uh, filler kind of stuff. I thought right off the bat, I was like, if it turns out to be David that did it, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> because then, his name's David? No, but I was just like, <laughs> I think it might be the director himself is doing it. So I didn't think the twist was all that clever because I kind of saw it coming. Yeah. But I was hoping that that was not the case. I wanted it to be a monster. <laughs> and when the first time she starts enhancing the film, it does look kind of like the silhouette of a monster. And I was going to be, oh man, this is going to be fucking awesome if it is the New Jersey Devil. That would be sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought for a $900 budget, this movie was incredibly well made. Uh, I don't know how they did it with that type of budget. I thought it looks, you know, Again, very they just edited it on their, com- on their computer. Yeah, and got friends you know? and probably maybe local theater actors or stuff to fill out the cast. Because I thought the acting was also yeah. just fine. Like, I didn't really have a problem with any of the performances. Mm-hmm. My biggest, I don't know, problem, but like, I really did not like the final act. Like, so when it turned to third uh, person, I was like, why did they do that? The whole movie mm-hmm. was shot in a style that was like first person and that was i thought it took away from the documentary thing it took me completely out i was like well now i'm not watching a documentary film i'm not watching a found footage film uh i I thought that was a very weird choice uh and i would i mean i didn't make the movie but i wouldn't i would not have done that (laughs) yeah um yeah but that said um i actually was fairly entertained with this movie um i would probably watch it again i don't know if i i think i'm gonna stop short of giving it a recommendation um, but it was better yeah. than i was expecting and i think for found footage movies uh, you could do a lot worse so i'm gonna give this one a two okay well i'm with you almost all the way i i like this film a lot when i when i first saw it like i said i saw it back in 2000 and uh i was a really big fan of the blair witch project like when that movie hit the theaters like i loved that movie and a friend of mine was like hey you should see the last broadcast um because it came out before the blair witch and uh, they basically ripped off the Blair Witch. Basically, ripped it off, which is not true. Not by true. The way. I said Blair Witch was already filming. I think. I think they were filming at the same when time. When this movie, yeah, yeah, it, they were made independently. They just had similar kind of styles, and they're not um, that similar. I mean, a, the only thing that's similar is the found footage. Uh, found element. footage. Yeah. So that are they both similar to Cannibal Holocaust? Then too. Yeah. Right. But uh, he had a copy of it on VHS, and he let me borrow it, and I watched it. And I was like, this movie is fucking good. And I, at the time, I I had to go back in Brett's memory. Mm -hmm. 2000 was a long time ago. And I was like, I really remember watching this going, God, 
is it going to be a monster? Like, I really hope it's going to be a fucking monster, just like you just said. Mm-hmm. And then the ending happened. And much like you, I was like, yeah, huh? what the fuck is this shit? It is so corny and so shittily made, the ending. And, and here's the thing about found footage films. Found footage films do a good job of hiding budget constraints. Yeah, because you can make it look and, like shit. Yes. And and talent talent limitations. Meaning, you don't have access to a vast pool of actors. You have my buddy and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they would do this movie for me. So I can interview them. And it sounds maybe a little bit like it would sound like in a documentary. And to their credit, I think that they did a good job of making a documentary. Agreed. It's like when you see a story on the news and they're talking to a person, like how it does sound a little bit awkward and weird because the person was like, I was just walking down the street. Now I'm on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when you do a found footage film, paranormal activity is a good example of this. Blair Witch Project is a good example. This is a good example, at least up until the it goes into a traditional film. Um, you can hide all your cost limitations mm-hmm. and all your acting limitations and everything. And um, uh, maybe even your own as a director or a writer's limitations. Like uh, just say something about fucking the Blair Witch or the Jersey Devil or mm-hmm. whatever it is or ghosts. But when this movie switches to a traditional film, you can tell immediately that it's super low budget And you can tell immediately that these actors aren't that good. Yeah. Because although she did a fine job of getting killed, like that slow motion, like, oh, oh, it's (laughs) just so fucking awful. Yeah, it's like, why? So I wish the ending, like even at the time, I remember saying this to my friend, like I almost wished it would have gone to like a security camera. Yes, something. Or something like that was recording him doing this. And we find out that this was actually a documentary about this guy instead of it being a documentary by this mm-hmm. guy. You know what I mean? Um, also question for you. There's yeah. a couple questions that I have. I got, about I got one for you too. Maybe we got the same question. Okay. You go, you go first. Then. What was this guy's motive? Kind of goes along with what I'm saying. Why did he give Shelly the ruined tape in the first place? Right. And why? So he could kill her. So he could, uh, and, and, <laughs> And if he's going to kill her, why not just kill her? Yes. Right? You could just be like, hey, you want to do this interview with me? And then when she says yes, kill her. But why does he have to do it in such a way to cover up a murder again, to have someone discover that he was the killer and then just to kill her because she discovered her, but she only discovered you because you gave her all the tools to discover it, you. Yeah, it makes no and sense. He says something. He says something earlier in the film about be, the person being responsible. He didn't think Jim could do it because Jim was a, a dumbass because the person responsible for the murders must be really smart and is setting up an elaborate media event. But is he really? Yeah, unless unless he's going to put the, the clip into his own documentary. But even that, it's like, you're not that smart because it's a cable access fucking show <laughs> and nobody's seeing your fucking documentary and it's going to be streamed on the internet. Even if one person watched it, they, I mean, not a lot of people were streaming uh, mm. content back then, right. if, it, if at all. Um, so 23 years ago, Brett liked this movie. Nowadays, Brett, not so much. <laughs> so I am going to give it, I almost gave it two, but I'm going to give it one and a half okay. Pamela Voorhees heads. 
So that averages one and three quarters heads. There's a lot of questions about this movie that I don't think get answered. There's no motive. The ending just makes no sense. It really comes off the rails at the end. Yeah. So, but that being said, the one and a half goes for the the first three quarters of the movie. I was like kind of engrossed. Mm Mm-hmm. It does get a little long in the middle where it's like, oh my God, just get to the fucking point already. To to your point of um, how they just show stuff that it's like, do we need to see? Yeah, it's like, just cut to the chase. Yeah. And it's the same shit over and over and over again. It's almost like, you know what would have been better? You remember that movie we watched? It was also like a found footage, I guess. Uh, W-N-E-P Hollins. Yeah, yeah. W-N-U-F or something like that. Uh, Yeah, whatever. The commercials and everything. Um, it would almost be better if that was this and they cut it into like um, segments and then you could put like fake commercials in there because they go backwards and, and show the same stuff over and over again. And you know how when you're watching TV shows like this, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. They'll come back from a commercial and they'll show you everything you just saw before right. the commercial. They do a quick little recap. That, yeah. So like the people who are just tuning in, it would have almost been better like that. And it's like, Treat it like it was a like that that movie, that Halloween special movie. Treat it like, hey, this is a tape that goes around like in the dark web mm-hmm. of some Have some bullshit that happened. Yeah. yeah, you should watch this. Anyway, that's how we would fix it, right? <laughs> Let's do it. One and three quarters heads, uh, David. So that means, yeah, probably don't watch it. But if you like found footage films and you haven't seen the last broadcast, I would say. You should probably see it because it would be right up your alley if you're, right. if you're fond of these types of movies. Yep. But if you have any questions or comments, if you want to tell us about the, uh, the, the mythical creatures that live in your area, oh, maybe you don't even listen from America. I only looked up the American ones. I'm sur- That's sure true. Our international cryptozoological yeah. Yeah. international creatures, right? Um, so you should write us and contact us. And uh, David will now tell you how you can do all, all those the things. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Hive, search the Swearwolves. Uh, on Instagram, search the Swearwolves podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. David, do you want to know what my favorite magic trick is? Mm, what is it? Making this thing rise. <laughs> the Mogion Monster. You can be a winner in the game of life. I win. (laughs) (laughs) You can be a winner at the game of life. Spin the wheel, I'm on my way. Make a choice, collect my pay. We used to play that (laughs) game all the time.
I Dude, love playing yeah. that game. You spin it too hard and it comes off the little thing and you go, oh no, the spinner. <laughs> Did you ever play Trouble with the, the Pop-O-Matic? Yeah. Hell yeah. They should make a, a game of life, but it has like shit things that yes. happen to you. Because in the game of life, it's all good, like right? Yeah. The shitty job is like $50,000 a year. But like they should have it be like the shitty job is like. You, you work know, at fucking McDonald's. Or yeah. You work overtime all the time and you come home and your wife is fucking somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Caught yeah. wife fucking another man in our marital bed. You get divorced. <laughs> you lose custody of the kids. Yeah. 